Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestoProds.com comic book podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dead. Joining today, we got Birdie. Was this comic made in the early 2000s? And Nico. E. And yes, hey, we're going to have a show that's released in the year it was recorded. <laughs> Woohoo! Nice. I say, and then sit on this until January 2024. <laughs> Listen, man, you you, you you deserve a break, too, Dad. <laughs> we all do. Uh, it's too, too late to say Happy New Year? I think so. <laughs> at, this, at this point, yeah, we're two weeks in. Yeah. He, he so love those not, not so much Happy New Year as we're in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to take a look at Colder. Uh, this is a book written by Paul Tobin, uh, drawn by Juan Ferreira, from, published by Dark Horse. Uh, and to answer your question, Bertie, it's from 2012. Okay. That actually feels a little late for how this book plays, but okay. Yeah, this was my pick. And yeah, I remember I remember when this book came out. I was I was like still relatively new to comics at the time. Uh like I'd I'd read like some I read like some stuff like in high school, and then I think this came out when I was in university. And I was in a town where they had a comic shop, so I was able to actually go out and get comics. And I saw this one with its very evocative issue one cover. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I really loved it when I read it. I remember you talking about this, I think maybe revisiting it even on the actual podcast when we used to uh, do like more of the... um the regular uh, comics podcast. I, I vaguely remember that because that's the only reason I was mildly interested when he suggested it. it was like, I feel like I've heard yeah. of this book before, but not read it. He's talked about it before. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I very much did. Because, uh, yeah, I remember like I've always had a soft spot in my heart for like horror comics. And this one from a purely visual aesthetic was one of the most like striking horror comics I'd read up to that point. Hmm. Because, let's just fucking jump to the end. Juan Ferrer is a fucking amazing artist. Yeah, because I, I think it's maybe he is. Yep. came up in conversation because I remember I was talking about the book Gotham by Midnight, I think, uh, on the show uh, when we used to do it regularly. And then um, he was the artist on that short-lived DC series as well, or at least for half of the series i think it was like a 10 or 12 issue series and then uh that was my introduction to him was was that um but then you had pointed out that he had also drawn this at the time if i'm not mistaken so and since then yeah he's he's done a, a lot of good stuff um independently and and at the big two yeah i think uh right now he's working on deadly neighborhood spider-man mm. or marvel uh. He did a Thunderbolts miniseries, I think, uh, during the King in Black event. It was like three issues or something. It was really fun, actually. He drew that one. I think Matt Rosenberg uh, wrote it. I really enjoyed that. I think it came out like last year, a year or two ago. Uh-huh. Um, that was the last time I saw him on a book. Um, but that was like one of these like surprise tie-in hits, I feel like. It kinda, like I really have a soft spot for Thunderbolts. Like I love seeing stupid villains. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, um, become teams essentially. So, like the fact that he drew that, I had never thought of his style kind of fitting a book like that. But like, he's just a good artist, so I think it worked. So you're thinking you like some kind of Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it was. <laughs> yeah, 
Thunderbolts was Thunderbolts was kind of just, hey, what if we did Suicide Squad, but Marvel? Well, that's what it eventually became. It didn't start out that way. It didn't start out, but... Very, very true, yeah, yeah. But it's comics. Everything eventually just fucking, like... Everything just converges into the central world line. But yeah, uh, other person in the book, like I said, uh, written by Paul Tobin, a guy who I don't know a whole lot about. Like as a, like as an author, I don't I'm not super familiar with his bibliography. Uh, this is the only book I can remember reading with his name on it. I've seen his name around. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he maybe was an editor at one point. I might be mistaken on that, but I think he's been more involved in the publishing side of things, if I'm not mistaken. I I could look it up, but I've seen his name kind of here and there, but I think uh, that might be why, because I think he's like one of those, like, I don't want to say somebody of like a Levitt stature from back in the day, but like somebody like that, I think more so, but I might be mistaken. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but... uh... I guess that's before we get super deep into the book. Initial impressions, what did you guys think of it? Three? Um, it's fine. <laughs> I liked it. I don't think uh, I don't think it was bad, but I also don't feel it's going to leave a lasting impression on me. Like, I don't think I'll ever revisit this. But uh, but I didn't dislike it. So no, yeah. I didn't. Dis- I didn't. I definitely didn't dislike it. There were things I liked about it a lot. Like for instance, referencing a thing we did years ago. Um, uh, <laughs> this is in my mind kind of what uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three: The Dream Warrior should have been. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Because I remember the central complaint, at least I had, I think you both had as well, about the movie, uh, The Nightmare on Elm Street 3, was that it it set up this concept that it then couldn't really fulfill because it was still an 80s slasher movie. So, of course, the the kids can't actually fight back. That would ruin the, all the writers' attempts to make a boring slasher movie. Yeah, and it's it's a movie whose title and concept is about 10% of the movie. Yeah. And it's interesting. Um, I've never looked it up. I was hearing about this risk yesterday because of a movie tied to it. Um, uh, originally, Wes Craven was supposed to write and direct the third one. He pulled away for a producing role because he wanted to make, of all things, Deadly Friend. Okay. And that's. Uh, do you know what that movie is? Dead. I do not. Um. How do I describe it? It's like if um. Uh, it's it's like. <laughs> can't even begin. Um, it's like if Short Circuit was a body horror movie. Well, I mean, with, with with what Fisher Stevens was doing, it kind of already was. I guess. I mean, the idea is that there's this uh, burgeoning mad, teenage mad scientist, he's not called that, but it's what he is, who builds a robot, and he's attracted to this girl, and on the same day his robot gets shot to pieces, uh, his, his girlfriend-ish uh, 
gets beaten to death by her father and left in a coma. So not and so his bright idea is I'm going to take the brain circuitry out of the robot and put it in her spine so that she can, they can both live. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Upgrade, rip this off. <laughs> Just touching on what I said earlier, it doesn't look like he was an editor. I thought he was for whatever reason, but he he has been regularly writing comics for quite a quite a while at this point. But he's done a lot of digital comics, it sounds like, too. Okay. Yeah, and he's worked on, like, popular comics for, like, um, video game stuff, like Plants vs. Zombies and The Witcher, for instance. Like, I guess he's done a lot of things through Dark Horse and, and um, digitally, I guess, as well. Like, he does a lot of uh, digital comics. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, but, like, aside from I like the concept, that was the main reason I was bringing up that uh, Nightmare on LG 3 and Wes Craven stuff. Aside from the concept, um, I kind of referenced this with my intro. The main character feels like he should be fronting a new metal band from the early 2000s. Like he should, like he should be hanging with uh, Epic and Shifty Shellshock from Crazy Town. He's not nearly annoying enough. He doesn't have enough of a personality to be annoying enough to be one of those guys. Okay, fair. He feels like he should have more of a personality, but I guess yeah, maybe they thought... He feels like he should have something, but this book is way less substantial than I thought it would be. Yeah, because it's, it's in, kind of... Much like, like the movie I referenced, it's kind of just the concept. But, like, not even that. It's kind of... Like, everything that isn't our lead and his deal, I find vastly more interesting. But we're seeing it through the lens of fucking a loaf of Wonder Bread pulled out of the freezer. That it just... It all feels so flat. I... I really like I agree I did like the concept of this book but I I didn't like the execution as much yeah, if that that's... makes sense. I don't like the way it was explained. Like the, it left me clueless I feel like for too long to how things work essentially and then by the end like when they kind of did flesh them out a little bit more maybe how things like work and like you know this world that he brings people to or or what exactly he's doing or why this guy is cold and like things like that where i it kind of left me like leave me scratching my head for a couple of issues where i'm like which you know that's fine i mean it's a five issue miniseries like i feel like most questions were answered by the end of it but i i just felt like the way the pacing itself i think of how they kind of gave that story to you i didn't love to yeah be honest. Uh, like and that's where my main issue was and um no, art no not at all the art's great but the, the, no it feels like this series the, the series with art this good should have a more interesting story to it yeah. it's kind of a more boring civil war too <laughs> just hey here's a story that's not great being told kind of mediocrely with fucking slap ass art but that's the thing. It's a really interesting, co- like I, I, I kind of like like the idea of behind this. I just like again, it was just the execution of it that I didn't love. Like, yeah, I, and, I, and I don't know if that's more fleshed out or built upon in the next two miniseries that uh, come after not. this. You've read, you read them, okay? I didn't, yeah, because I, I had the whole collection, and it wasn't that long of okay. a read. It went super fast. It's not really that okay. There, 
there's some stuff because about the villain that's maybe a little bit more interesting, but not really. But we're just talking about the first miniseries, so I don't want to talk too much about that other than just to answer your question. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the reason we're only doing the first series, the first five issues of original Colder, is again, I thought there might have been more. I we've had kind of like back to back lately, just like, hey, we're gonna have like a fucking four hour recording session as we go into this fucking massive weird narrative. And I'm like, okay, let's shorten it down a little bit. If this show reaches an hour and a half, I will be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, I, aside from me making a joke, imagining this guy starring in the, the video of Butterfly by Crazy Town alongside Shifty, Shellshock, and Epic, I can't think of anything interesting to say about this guy. Did you just learn their names and feel the need to drop them? No, I've, uh, I watched Todd in the Shadows on YouTube. Ah, and okay. He, a long time ago, did the one-hit wonder on Crazy Town. Yeah, because because looking at this guy, it feels more like he would be at like Slipfest, like Not Fest or whatever the fuck it is, like the Slipknot show. Oh, I thought I would have thought Slipknot had a better taste than to let this guy in. But oh no, he wouldn't be on stage. He'd be in the crowd. He'd be one of those assholes throwing scissors into the mosh pit. Okay, that 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 I can agree with. Because <laughs> that's a thing people did apparently. Uh, what's, what's that guy's name? Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. He's yeah. the leader. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. the front. Yeah. Corey Taylor seems like he would have better right. taste to associate with a guy like this. <laughs> yeah, Are you he... guys talking about Declan or Nimble Jack right now? Declan. Declan. Nimble Jack is just a less interesting Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> he's like, what if you combine Joker and Mister Mix's Spitlick and then removed all personality? So import uh, Joker. <laughs> God, I hated that book. Did you ever read? Did either of you ever read that book? I don't think so. Which one? Emperor Joker. Oh, the Joe Kelly uh, McGinnis one. Yeah, no, I haven't read that. Oh God, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> what if the Joker stole Mister Spixel Spitlick's powers? The only Joker book I read was the one where the Joker wasn't the main character. Well, I mean, it's not it's not a Joker book. It's it's a Superman book called Emperor Joker. Okay, fair enough. But you get what I mean, right? It still sucks. Yeah. It also um, continues the grand DC tradition of Batman must be in pain. <laughs> yeah, naturally. He's an engine that runs on pain. Remember? Mm -hmm. Fucking. I like Tom King a lot. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like that and Wally West being so sad he couldn't conceive of the idea of other people being sad, so he murdered everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, now you've got Nico in PTSD. Yeah. No, no, let's not revisit that. <laughs> just just heard uh, the quietest, I mean, saddest, most yeah, despondent. Just, oh, God. Which is literally what that book is about, the PTSD. So let's not talk of Heroes in Crisis, please. Yeah, also, it's interesting, like... You didn't join us on that one, Birdie. Actually, you didn't. You weren't on no, that I show. Was, yeah, I was yeah. there on the. I was there on the final Heroes of Crisis book story. He was there on the you final sure? one. The final yeah. one, okay? Because no. I think we we covered I, a lot of that. I didn't read the whole yeah. thing. I read eight yeah. issues. That was enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's never enough for me. <laughs> I'm the guy who reads every fucking new isekai manga that comes out. There is no level to the amount of bullshit I'll deal with. <laughs> anyway. 
So let's get into colder. Huh, we start things off as we mean to not do ever again with a fucking bang as a fucking mental hospital explodes in the 1940s. Yep. Just once shit. again, amazingly interesting backstory. Couldn't think of anything interesting to do with it. Apparently. Yeah. Great. Yeah. This is, this is a really great way to start the book. And it also kind of buries some of the leads in here. Like, like on one of the pages, you see uh, like a dude on the ground burning alive and you see a paper called, um, er, uh, titled ergotamine tests. And that's mentioned one other time in the story, and I completely forgot that it ever got mentioned when they brought it up in dialogue. Because that is somewhat important, because it's the reason this happens. It's the reason the story happens. Yeah, and they talk about it in, like, background narration, but that doesn't seem like you should talk about it in background narration. Yeah, when it's that important, like, I get it. I get you want to have, like, the mystery of, like, oh, what's happening here? Why is all this going on? But, like, you need to explain something. This book looks great, but it's not nearly arty enough to be, like, yeah, to be the thing, to be, like, a Twin Peaks thing where it's like, hey, we don't got to explain shit. Fuck you. It's about the, about yeah. the emotion. That's, well, that's exactly, I think that was my main issue with this series, so I'm glad you're pointing that out, like, because I think, like, they really have something with this concept, but then, like, in terms of just pure execution, it leaves you wanting, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's, yeah, they could have fleshed this out way better than the way they did in this miniseries, which I'm, I'm quite surprised about. Yeah. But yeah, so as this is all, as this hospital's burning down, we meet our main character, Declan, who... Acts as he means to go on, having a blank expression and no real emotion. As a portal rips open in reality and a naked twink comes out. And these are our two leads. Just the yeah. fuck, man. Strong opening that just fucking falls immediately. Because, yeah, because yeah, there's. There's a lot of mystery surrounding what the fuck's going on at this point, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, you're like, like, what is this fucking weird naked man? What's going on in this hospital? Who is this fucking weirdo? And then, but then Jack just fucking whispers in his ear, you will grow colder. There's a very, there's a very thinner opening. Is that movie racist? A little bit. Okay. Because it's still like, you know, Romani curse. curse. Yeah, Romani curse, yeah. I'm sorry I said the word. I guess that was because I was thinking, is it racist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, flash forward 70 years later. It's modern day, 2011, 2012. Fucking who gives a shit? Uh, hey, we sure live in a society, don't we? It's fucking Boy, background dialogue. I didn't realize how sick I was of that concept until I just kept seeing it. Yeah, it keeps coming up. It's just, hey, society, man. It's a fucking trip. It's... It, my favorite reaction to any of this shit is just that Ross Geller meme. Just when you get a little of this society. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's great. It's just it's just Ross completely white background with like MS Paint Joker makeup on. <laughs> just would you get a load of this society? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's just it's Jack walking down the street and then it's just three people having three different conversations about how much they fucking suck. This one dude's talking about writing off a strip bar on his taxes. Another lady's like, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Just bullshit. 
As Nimble Jack well, Briggs was into- talking about cheating, but in ways that are quite that are kind of ludicrous. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I. And and there's a way to do that kind of thing. Like, have either of you watched the Fargo TV series? I've watched a couple seasons. Yeah. I'm not up to date. Okay. Yeah, I've watched. Well, it. this is early, so this you'll get this joke. Uh, in the first episode, um, Billy Bob Thornton kills a guy by knifing him in the back of the head. Uh, when the cops show up to investigate it, they're like, "What do I put down as cause of death?" Self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I gotta get. I gotta watch Fargo again. It's great. It's just a really good fucking show. Yeah. I think I fell yeah. off right after the UFO showed up. Oh, okay. Well, that's at the end of season two, I think. I think, yeah, season two, I think, is when that happens, when there's, like, an alien sighting, and uh, which confused a lot of viewers. But if you look it up, I think they're referencing something that actually did happen at that time. Yeah, probably. Um, I... They're all, they're very exact about like a lot a lot of the details, but then they kind of you know, a lot of other things they kind of just go with, right? Because yeah, you know, replacing them with different kind of kinds of characters, right? But anyways, but the thing also about this where they didn't really explain it, but it's not like a big deal. Uh, I felt like, but uh, you kind of you know you figure it out. It's not like it confused me, but um, there's he kind of makes it so like some people it seems like can see him and some can't. Is it just the crazy people? I that think can it's see just him? I think it's just the crazy people okay okay because there was times where like he was weaving in and out of no so i so i think i think what it is is i think what it is is he can decide who sees him except crazy people always see him right okay because yeah because that that woman she doesn't at first and then like when she's with um declan i guess she's able to see him at that that point in time yeah and then there was also there was also a bit with the purse right Right, 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 right. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Nimblejack makes a guy in prison kill himself because he feeds off of people's crazy. Basically, he just Nimblejack's entire thing is he's hungry. So what he does is he finds crazy people, drives them more crazy to the point of suicide and then absorbs their craziness. Just eats it. It looks really cool, but Again, not super explained and kind of weak motivation for a villain. Well, it's, it's, sorry, it's not a weak. It's not a weak motivation for a villain. It's a weak motivation for this villain. Yeah, because having because like, having a I, monster who is just having a monster who like can't be reasoned with, can't be defeated. Is just I am hungry. I'm going to eat you. That can be fucking terrifying. But having but it not be, when they're focused on one target completely. Yeah, not when it's one target, and not when it's just a guy. Yeah, like like that's the. So I was going to bring this up when you started this conversation. Um, so they set up Declan as like the cra- one of the craziest. Like there's something insane about him that's unique that is draw- draws in other crazy people that makes him delectable to to Thimblejack. But I, they don't show it. Even in the last arc where they kind of do something with that, they don't show it. And he's played too boring and to be like like the the, the three-course, five-star Michelin meal that Th- Nimble Jack wants. Yeah, I don't even remember them setting that up. Like, like is it like that one line that Jack says at like the last issue? Uh, well, they because, say like there's a brief period where he's where Nimblejack sees Declan 
with his uh, out home of his person nursing him, and looks at him and said, and he thinks that all of his crazy is gone for some reason. And then Declan was like, "Oh shit, Nibble Jack's here! I got to explain everything to her, even though I've been playing dead for years." Um, yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, so we're we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, speaking of his live-in nurse, uh, we meet her next, a woman named Reese, who ends up being in the middle of the most fucking like I don't know. This just feels like. She gets fucking accosted by two dudes who were just like, I'm trying to just trying to rob her in this weird, elaborate setup where it's like, there's like dude, there's like dude with a spotter who like has like a fucking, who looks like a, like a street oh, tough yeah, from the yeah, fucking thirties. Yeah. Like, Oh, she's, she's getting into a car. Let me accost her. Oh, she fights back. Please. Well, that's the thing. She's not getting into a car. She's walking down the street. Dude calls a guy on a, in a car ahead of her. And then, and then he times it to slam open his car door to hit her in the ass, so she spills coffee all over herself, distracting her. And then Buddy runs up to try to grab her purse. Yeah, I, just the most elaborate fucking instance to try to just grab a woman's purse. Right. Yeah, like there's a reason anime manga has the old standby cliche for that of guy on scooter. Yeah, just. <laughs> Just guy, just dudes want to be fast, get in, grab shit, get out. Like it's 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 truck coming in Vespachan. Like we've seen them everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean it is pretty brutal that he just punches her squared in the face. Though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but it doesn't. It, but it's like why? Like that's such a yeah, that's such a personal like screw you, bitch moment. That it's like, is he that mad that she's not? Just it taking it. Just oh no! Like, and the weird and the weird thing is, the dude that punches her like so everyone like just two dudes fucking costing her grabs a purse. She manages to get her mace out. Maces one dude, and then the guy she doesn't mace punches her. I know. I wasn't arguing your point. I was just stating that like it's kind of is it is kind of fucked up that she got fucking square punched. Like there's a panel of her just getting clawed. Like I feel yeah. like you yeah, just getting really decked in the fucking face. Yeah, sure. It is. Br- it's that's a brutal moment. But like Nord- we've read Nord- Frank Miller comics, so we're used to like brutal moments having no meaning. So <laughs> right. I, I just think that nor do you normally see that in like in a, in like traditional comics, like a, a woman of all things getting like like I get it. Like there's yeah, super West, her, superhero West, women like yeah, like, like fighting people, but like Western media, woman, yeah, Western like, media is very <laughs> Western media is very trigger shy about showing women being hit. Yeah, this did not shy away from that. They're like, yeah, we're taking your purse, bitch. <laughs> like, the guy yeah. punched right in the square in the face and yeah, just, just, like, play it off. Right? So, like, but you're right. This, the way they kind of pulled this off was kind of stupid to begin with. The way, like, they kind of went about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, cops show up, and so does Jack. And now we have potentially my least favorite part of the entire book of just. Like seven straight pages of explanatory, of explanatory dialogue. Yeah. yeah if, if it weren't, this is the weirdest. This is the. I don't can't. I'm trying to think of another example where. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to pay attention to what you're saying, but I'm just looking at the backgrounds. 
No, th thanks for saying that because I gotta agree. The part that I thought was really weird is how that woman cop, like, okay, I get it. Like, you want to, like, make sure she gets home safe. But then she just, like, strolls into her house and I'm just yeah. like, what? why? Why are you staying? Right. Well, like, oh, you're making that for dinner? Yeah, now I explain the story premise too. <laughs> now, now I want to stay. Like, she's talking about stay for dinner. Hey, hey, who's this weird guy on your couch? Oh, that. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. some guy that... <laughs> Like, what? Yeah. Well, hey, officer, give him a poke. See what's up. <laughs> it's just so and like, like that being the response of your live-in nurse who like went out of her way to bring you into her home. That is a that is she is so fucked. <laughs> in a way, it's kind of like like it is kind of funny, like and, and interesting because it's so like weird and unexpected. Because all, the only indication you get of that previous to this is the guy like saying, "Oh, you're gonna go home to that invalid or whatever." Like he's saying, like, yeah. he's, he calls, yeah, he's like, "Don't call him that." Like she's like, "I don't need to date you or whatever." Or she's like, "Fuck you!" Like and then she leaves. Yeah, and then and then the mugging happens, and then the cop follows her home, and then she just see this guy sitting on her couch. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just there. just full on. <laughs> Just full on fucking just dark siding it just was up. <laughs> oh man. I'm in my favorite comfy strange. chair. My stories are gonna turn on soon. Very strange. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Yeah, as this is all happening, Nimble Jack strolls in. Literally, just climbs in a window and just fucking fingers in suspenders just strolling on in. So much, so much of the fucking heavy lifting of giving anybody in this any amount of charisma, any amount of charisma lies solely on the art. Because like Jack, because like Nimble Jack, he is, he is boring as a character, but Juan Ferreira does so much in like trying to make him visually interesting. Yeah. And like to an extent it works sometimes, like, like even later in the scene where you see like Jack, it's like. Hands on the door like fucking Kilroy peeking over the top and then crawling out of it with that like weird like arm angle and shit. That that endeared me to the character way more than anything anyone else says in this fucking book. Yeah, I mean the way he draws his, his movement and even some of the small touches like him with the suspenders and like just the way like, he, you know what I mean? Like he's just kind of moving around half the time like because he's all kind of flexible and shit hence i guess like the nimble jack kind of name yeah. but like yeah it's it's it, it, he does do a good job i think of 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 uh of the storytelling with that character at least yeah. or like and the, the, all of that energy is put into jack the world and like the hungry world that we're gonna get into next issue and like side characters that are two leads might as well just be cardboard cutouts <laughs> yeah because yeah cop leaves jack goes with her uh jack at this point also had Seen Declan and been like, oh, you're the wrong kind of crazy. And because Jack was just completely, sorry, Declan was just completely non-responsive. Because, you know, he's been in a permanent vegetative state. But then whoopsie doops, turns out it was all a lie. He gets up and goes, hey, Reese, let's fucking talk. <laughs> As we move into issue two. Uh, it's all, this entire issue is... Just explain, just ex just explanations. Because we have to explain how this fucking world works, and we have five issues, so it's also weirdly complicated. So I can't just, so we can't just explain it like naturally. 
I, all right, can I say something? Like, I, I don't know, let's maybe jump ahead a little bit, but the one takeaway I didn't necessarily 100% understand, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong on this, um, but by the end, is that the thing that they don't really touch on, I feel like at first, is the fact that why this guy becomes, like, cold and then like he explains later it seems like the guys just he likes to play with is like people that he like and also i guess it's because it was like a like he used him as a hub for like taking the the craziness away from people so he kind of kept it on ice or something like Ooh, that, is bro, that i have no fucking idea right like they don't really explain like why he gave him this power as we get later into the book i will give out what my theory is based on things said and shown but okay. I will say That's... it does such a horrendous job of actually explaining right. the the like nitty gritty mechanics of how this works. But that's the thing you just said. Like they spend this whole issue kind of showing you like how that the other like how he heals people. Like they yeah, explain they, they, they show everything. It, they show it entirely in abstract though. Right, but they're trying to attempt to explain these things, yet they they leave that completely off the table, like which is yeah. really like the most like you you still don't understand why this guy is like this at all, like other than like hey, this is there's a world where the crazy people go inside their heads, but yet they don't actually touch on the fact like why did this guy even make him like this in that sense because he kind of like if he's somebody who can solve this like type of shit, like why would he make him this way? Right? Like, I don't. It seemed... I, I we'll we'll get into it when we get there. But yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, probably just sit at the top. Yeah, this uh book deals with like a lot of mental health issues and suicide. So if you if that's not your jam, maybe stay away from it. Yeah. But yeah, so Declan and Reese they head out and they head out in the streets, and Declan finds a crazy person. Because it, they're just so, they're so readily available. Just find a guy with a sandwich board and hey, it's probably insane. As he shows Reese the hungry world. I love this page. The like, page looks cool. fuck. It, the hungry world looks yeah. so goddamn cool. Yeah. Like when his, um, and even like the color, like, like that they use in these pages, whenever they go there, these are the best looking pages. I think out of the whole mini series is like him just making these structures in the background. Yeah. And like it, it's all monotone kind of, yeah, it, it's awesome. It looks fantastic. And I think that I actually really appreciate about the art, um, that I didn't realize until my second read through. I don't know why I just fucking just blanked on it. How Declan's coloring matches the hungry world entirely. Because, like, with, uh, we kind of, like, with Jack, and we see, like, maybe one or two other entities from the world, uh, they're able to have color. When, like, crazy people go into the Hungry World, they are in regular color, and everyone else is kind of monochromatic. Declan, from skin tone to clothing tone, hair tone, everything, matches, like, the people we see, matches, like, the creatures of the Hungry World very well. And... That may play into some theory I have about it. I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, because Declan's so cold, apparently that makes people not want to eat crazy people. I don't I don't know. Yeah. And it's also here that we learn that uh, Declan can, like, absolve people of mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah, and then we see Nimble Jack and another thing of his he gets an agoraphobic person, pulls them into the hungry world, and drives them crazy by putting them on stage. And then, because you know, stage fright is the same as agoraphobia. It's identical. 
As Jack then eats her crazy and then makes her kill herself. Yeah. Yeah, makes her, like, walk off a roof. Yeah, but the weird thing is he makes her go. He's like, hey, just keep going that way, pointing the opposite direction where Declan is because he can, like, smell Declan's crazy now. And then the girl jumps off the fucking roof in front of Declan. Which, that may just be a thing I'm missing, but, like, fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, and then we also get more of Declan's powers as he drags her into his past. And this is our second mention of um, Ergotamine. As, yeah, she just is there when... she yeah, She's there going through Declan's memory of the fucking building burning down and everyone committing suicide. They're just like killing everyone. It's again, looks cool. Just, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's all just, it is all, all of it is just Declan's backstory and it explains nothing. It just doesn't explain the, the things I feel like we need to know at this point in the story or like or even things that like matter to the story. Yeah. Like it's and I'm not saying things- that we need and I'm, I am not saying that we need to have sat down and just had someone just talk directly at us explaining the exact mechanics of no. everything. No, but just something more. Something other than. Nothing. Yeah, so then they run away and run into Jack. Whoopsie doopsie. Moving to issue three. Uh, yeah, Jack chases him. There's some cool art and some like really cool horror stuff happening. That just kind of happens and they move on. Question. Yes, Birdie. Would this be a good contender for, like, purely visual storytelling? Hmm. Maybe. If there was, like, do you mean, like, is this a thing that we're, like... Remove the dialogue, remove the characters talking, just have the art tell the story completely. It would require a bit of reworking, but yeah, very much. Because, like, everything that I think of, well, most of it I think of positively is the art. There were some moments, um, I don't know when I started noticing this, but some Western comic book artists do not know how to draw sex convincingly. Because <laughs> uh, right at the start of the second series, uh, I think there's more of it there. Uh, yeah, I they, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm only mentioning it just because it pointed out to me. You know, but go ahead. The, the characters have sex, and I think that the artist thinks that the penis goes into a woman's knee. I mean, I've seen that happen. I know, but but it's something I associate with stuff like the room, not <laughs> quality artists. <laughs> 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 it's just it's just, the ed- it's just the editor's notes just hey the sex looks too convincing make it worse what's sad is I can believe that yeah so anyway 
uh, Jack and Reese run to the hungry world. Cause that, that's a good idea. Hey, want to get, want to get run away from this guy. Let's go to his home planet. Yeah. Then Declan does one of the fucking worst things I've seen. It just drives a bunch of random people completely insane. Cause he can do that. Apparently. Yeah. And he's just running around just trying to make people insane to, like, throw Jack off their scent. As they get back, and... Then Reese just fucking loses her goddamn mind instantly. Which, I mean, is too fast, yes. It's incredibly too fast. It's understandable, but it's the fact that she's largely fine. Declan kisses her on the forehead, goes to leave, comes back, she's gone. Yeah. Just borderline comatose. Which, again, makes sense, but, like, I, I, it's weird to say that a story this short has, like, like, okay, it's weird that a story this simple feels still like it's going too fast. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is not a complicated story by any means, so it's weird that they're just like, uh, okay, instant major character change. What? Why? It... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Save the cat moment, I guess. I don't know, dude. Anyway, a bunch of hands come out of the ceiling of a cab and grab Reese and pull her into the hungry world. Moving on. Issue four. Probably my second favorite cover. That's a good one. Just I really I really dig just like I dig vein art, I guess. <laughs> it's a cool visual, that's for sure. Like, yeah, it, it is, and uh, I know that is that is. It's probably one of the more interesting kind of views we see of Declan, even in this book. I would say, right? Like, because I, I wouldn't say you don't see anything as visually interesting in the actual book. I think for him, so like, it's a striking image for the cover, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's it is a nice looking cover. Yeah. So anyway, issue four. Uh, Declan buys a thermometer and meets a weirdo. The first of many. Yeah. And I love this guy. Because he is the most... He's the most affable, crazy person we've been shown in the series. Mm. He's a nice dude. He's terrified of dogs, but... You know, that's understandable to an extent. Dogs are something that... It is reasonable for people to be afraid of, same as spiders, although I don't get it, or snakes. Yeah, but this is this is another thing that is just... We don't know what makes Declan get colder. So the I idea thought, of... I, I thought it was his, like his a weird ability to take crazy away from people was what made him... Right, so that's... But... But in, I, but in the last issue when they were running, he was like, oh, it's draining me as he is giving people crazy. Like, that's why I thought the only logical explanation as to why Kimble Jack would have given him this ability would be that he used him as some sort of a hub or like, you know, like some sort of like this guy is going to go off and he's going to take crazy away from people in order to cure them. And I'm going to keep 
on ice, essentially, let's say, right? And then I'm going to come and find him one day, and I'm going to take all the crazy that he's taken away from people, and I'm going to feast off of him. That's but, the only thing that makes sense to me as to why he would want him to be in this state, because essentially he's he's being counter... It's counterproductive to whatever the fuck he's doing if this guy's going around... You know what I mean? Curing yeah, people. But, like, that's the thing. He, he never goes around. He literally sat in a room doing nothing for 70 years. That's that's where it gets into again. I don't understand the motivation behind it. (laughs) Right, that's what I mean. Like I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just like I don't. I can't wrap my head around why else he would have done this to this this guy. Yeah, and like uh... he loses track of him for seventy years. It's not only that. Like until he catches his scent again earlier in the in the series, like he doesn't even he's not even keeping tabs on this guy at all. (laughs) <laughs> right so that's why i'm like why yeah <laughs> yeah it so. also seemed to me like and the other series don't pay on this way that the whole disaster at the asylum where declan was with the ergotamine experiments and everything like that was supposed to be a setup for like a whole bunch of crazy people that was a lead to some kind of much bigger crazy but no just it's just a really great premise completely abandoned yeah. Anyway. It's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, again, like, uh, the visuals yeah. are all really cool when you go to this world. Like, the dogs and, like, the fucking yeah. hand thing walking around that's made of hands. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cool visual stuff going on in this book. Yeah, it's like, very Poe. Yeah, it, 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 it is prime material in a prime setting. Honestly, for, like, a Call of Cthulhu game. Just completely like horror savage. Like, I, 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 it is a problem of mine that I am I'm viewing everything through the lens of TTRPGs, but <laughs> there are so many good settings out there. Sure. This is one yeah, of them. Not just, enough good mechanics for them. Yeah, just this fucking idea. Just that there is this world you can only get into when you become crazy enough. Which, that, yeah, that sounds like. Oh, that's a mechanic you have to deal with and call like you have to build up a certain amount of the sanity meter to finish the game, but there are obvious downsides to building up that much of a sanity meter problem. Yeah, exactly. As someone who has played and died in I, uh, no, let me refresh like someone who has died in your Call of Cthulhu games. So, you haven't died yet. You left. You you got away. No, I uh, but I was completely insane by the end of this. <laughs> yeah, the other two died. And in the other game that, that, that I ran for you, you haven't died or gone crazy yet. Because we haven't played it in months. Yeah. In fact, I think you're one of the only people who hasn't been affected by what's happening in that town. But anyway, Declan uses this guy's brain to go into crazy land. And apparently, uh, uh, I needed to know how this whole curse thing worked because... It, ha- it happened a couple times where he just like takes his temperature and it's like, eh, it's not looking good, but it'll be enough. And it's, yeah, like, and so it's like, okay, you, okay. When they said zero, do they mean absolute zero or do they mean like zero Celsius? They mean zero Celsius. Okay, so freezing point of water. So if his blood freezes, he dies. Because I feel like because of the temperature changing throughout this, like I think t- it does happen maybe towards the end of the next issue. Like I think whenever he does reach a certain point, that's when he goes back into the catatonic state. I believe is well, if I'm like right. No, Am I right no, on that? he doesn't. He's never been oh. in the catatonic state. That's the thing. 
he was just doing it on purpose. He said to that woman or something, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he, was, like, he yeah. was he was pretending to be catatonic, which apparently blocked out his actual crazy. I see, it's just stupid. Like, there's some stupid things. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just like, why? yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they uh, headed in the cra- they head in the crazy world. Uh, they get confronted by a bunch of dogs that the back of them are hands. They look great. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are awesome <laughs> looking. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. As yeah, then, we, then uh, they find Reese being carried away on a weird chair made out of a, made out of arms and a mouth with a mouth and eyes with fingers. It's so it's so cool looking. Why can't it be written gooder? There's like an attack on Titan type guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other entity that I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where just apparently there are like things born from this from this plane that feed on crazy. That's what like that that is everything that's being said, but apparently Nimble Jack is like the fucking hmm. Nimble Jack's the fucking like cat's pajamas around here. And so even this fucking colossal Titan looking motherfucker. It's just like, oh, you're crazy. You smell like crazy. You're like, is that love? Well, that's the worst kind of crazy. I'd love to eat you, but Nimble Jack got his fucking dick in you, so I'm not going to fucking touch that shit with a 10-foot pole. Later, nerd. And then just, they just, just trundles away. Yeah. Yep, and never seen again. Yep, never oh. seen or heard from again. I I would I have I think I would have even liked this more so if if the whole miniseries like maybe from like the setup of the first issue was was in this world and we explored this more because I I think the best sequence like the best moments I think were when they went into this place in, I, in, in the series yeah th- this was great with that moment though it put in my head this idea of. What if this, but Declan is Constantine? He just okay. he just he just found a way to like to like slake the hunger of like all these different powerful entities from the hungry world and is using that to keep himself from being fucking destroyed, but that's why he got the colder curse or whatever. Right. Any of that would make sense if we understood like a motivation for these characters, which I just it's just confusing. Or we like the fact that we we all don't really fully understand, I feel like by the end of this is like a pro a problem, right? Like even if he was a conduit for whatever the fuck's going on, like why? Like wh- why is this guy like like it just I yeah, don't know why. I, I don't know, man. And 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 the thing that really bugs me is that Nimble Jack is the one that made it so. Yes, it's not it, like he he just existed out there as like somebody like you know what I mean like who also had this ability that found nimble uh, found out about nimble jack and went up against him. He's the one that put that into play. So why, right? Like, yeah, it I, seems again once we get into, once we get into yeah, issue five, sorry. I will yeah. I will go into my theory, but yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, so and coming into here is another thing that kind of fucks with the mechanics of what this is. Um, as they're getting deeper in, uh. Declan turns to dog guy and just like pats him on the back of the head and pulls his crazy out. And now the guy's no longer afraid of dogs. But as he leaves the fucking hungry world, he's just like, and none of that was real. Why the fuck would it be real? They're just fucking doggos. But that <laughs> Reese, as we'll see later, well, like as we've seen up to now, she has been seeing all of this. She's seen the hungry world. She's seen every, she's seen fucking nimble Jack do his weird crazy magic bullshit and she has seen it recognized it as reality and accepted it this guy did too but he pulls his crazy away and then it's just oh yeah that no that no that's possible i'd be crazy to believe that 
It's just this fucking idea is never fully. It's not, consi- it's not consistently applied. Yeah, it's not consistently applied. It's never fully explained. So we don't even know if it's consistently applied. Right. Well, I know it's not consistently applied because of how this miniseries ends. Because of what happens with Reese should be something similar to this guy, but nope. <sighs> but we're not there yet. But yeah, then surprise, Jack Attack. And it's I did, it's a cool yeah, little, I did like this. It's a cool sequence. Yeah. yeah, like when he kicks him backwards through the mirrors just like while falling through them, I thought that was actually really cool. Like again, visually. Um, like it was like this, this book had a lot to offer. I think when it came to certain things like that, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really did. And it like that, that, just this whole sequence of just like Jack, just playing with him with all these different, like fairy tales and rhymes and shit. Like it's the three pigs and the three yeah, and yeah. the three bears. Then Jack, the beanstalk, he turns into the big bad wolf and then Declan just punches him in the face. Is and yeah, like the whole the whole kick and like the idea of like being able to use, being able to use like the natural insanity of the world as a weapon. Ah, oh, so cool conceptually, and I'd love to see Juan Ferreira draw it. Just different it, writer, yeah, different writer. Like, give this to Jeff Lemire or oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> bruh, yeah, That'd be cool. Have have the two of them like share art duty, so like like Lemire's on colors and this dude's on pencils. Well, I didn't see the credits at the start of this issue uh for the colors on this, but I think Juan Ferreira does his own colors, if I'm not mistaken, too, right? Juan I can believe that. Juan it Ferreira, like it. Yeah, Juan Ferreira does a lot of colors. Um in the in the yeah, back couple it, in the back couple issues, he was assisted by uh, Eduardo Ferreira uh and uh and uh, Laura Bonaki in this issue at least. Okay, because some of this st- stuff does look like like watercolor, even at times. Like, I mean, like it. Yeah, like, it's it's like this. Like, it's like this, like yeah. painted coloring to it. Yeah, like it looks, and I just feel like because I've seen this same color kind of applied to his art in other things, so uh, he must have a hand in in uh, in the in a lot of the color art to his own art as well. Because I feel like his look looks like this in other books as well, like from the colors and the artwork. Yeah, right? so because so, he has a very distinct style, I, I feel so like it's good that he's doing that. Yeah, going back and looking over the credits for the first uh, for the first few issues, um, issues one and two are entirely by him: inks, colors, pencils, everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that's issues one and two. Issues three, four, and five. He had color assistance by Eduardo Ferreira and Laura Benagi. Okay. Ah, okay. And so, I mean, he's involved in the process all the whole way through somewhat, though, at the very least, right? So, that, yeah. that's good. Yeah, no, it looks, it look, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, that makes sense because he has this look to his art and other things I've seen too. And uh, I, 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 I'm glad that he has a, because some artists, some artists they need the, the to do the color assist because they know how their art would look best. Yeah, and sometimes you hand it over to a colorist at a lot of these big two type situations that fucking make your art look like shit, right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just super need an just, editor. just super flat <laughs> generic nothing. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. But th- but yeah, then this, this guy it is, ah, oh, it's so good. Looks so yeah. fucking good. Yeah, it's just the prettiest tinfoil around just a bag of fucking burps 
And actually, the thing that I'm surprised about. Is that about a Canadian why, thing I don't know? No, that, that's, that's, me, that's me making a butchered metaphor. I thought you were like, it's like a bag of saltines. It's just got the most ornate wrapper in existence. No, I was, I was, I was going to think of like, of like a fucking gold wrapped turd, but the writing's not bad enough for it to be a turd. No, it's not terrible. It's just so. It's nothing. Meh. It's just meh. Yeah. It's like, it's like those weirdos who like scream into jars and then just like do up the lid. So it's a jar of just hot air. That's a lot of what this is. It's just, it's just air. I'm surprised too. I, I like his art for the fact that I don't seem to like. Uh, I mean, it's not super hyper realistic looking art, like in terms of like the characters, but it is more on that side of things. Yeah, and I don't like artists that much that are like that, but I like his style. Like it's weird because like I think that yeah, it's it's, it's a very love. it's a very stylized but grounded style to it. Like everyone feels concrete, everyone feels solid, and they don't go super off model. So it's never like a thing of it's like getting these weird like comic book proportions or anything. But they have like a very like kind of angular stylized look to them. Hmm. It looks fucking great. Yeah, and it's like like the yeah. watercoloring and a lot of stuff. It, it it doesn't feel like watercoloring though. Like it looks like watercoloring, but it looks more vibrant and solid than watercoloring yes yeah it's just we we they just need a, desperately need a different writer <laughs> <laughs> nothing against paul tobin i don't have any ill no, towards he's, the guy he's, perf- he's perfectly serviceable yeah like i did not i did not hate my experience reading this it's just god wasted potential <laughs> yeah like I didn't even think I. I guess this is another series that Juan Ferreira is maybe more famous for the New Fifty Two Green Arrow series. Oh yeah. Uh, at least Andy Diggle is a good enough writer to utilize what he had. Although that's that series that requires less uh, insane art requirements. <laughs> yeah, I've we'll we'll talk later, but I've had an idea about that. But anyway, yeah. So Jack poops him out of the window, and oh hey, there's Reese. Well, time to go home. And they just go home. <laughs> oh, wait. Did I say New 52? I meant Rebirth. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so they get home and hey, Jack's there to be concluded in issue five. Issue five. Uh, my favorite cover outside of the first one. It's mm. I fucking love it. I love it. Like you can all see like the credits curling with the fucking uh, like rips in the page. Oh, that's we're talking about the the cover here where he's got his brain open, like yeah, it's, yeah, yep. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. I fucking love it. Looks that's so goddamn too. good. Just, just like, just like seeing him, just like completely frozen over, but like, there's like those like little pulses of red behind his eyes and coming out of his mouth. <sighs> God, Juan Ferreira is so fucking good. <laughs> But uh, yeah. So Declan is out. And the thing that apparently happened in between issues. Yeah, like he was caught by Nimble Jack, but he was just put in a comatose state in between. Yeah. And Reese has just been sitting there doing nothing. As Jack then wraps her up in Saran wrap. And pulls him into the hung and pulls uh, Declan into the hungry world to go 
to get ready to eat them as he puts them on like a very fancy dinner date. And this is where we get the like proper reveal of what the fuck happened and why Jack came to this world and how everything, how that came to be. Cause it's, Hey, guess what? It's the ergot. I mean, they giving it to people fucking giving it to people. Like, I guess thinned the barrier between the real world, and the hungry world. And that's what allowed Jack to come through because everyone went fucking crazy at once. Which, I think again, that's what they're saying. Like some, that still sounds like there should be some more like Cthulhu-esque Elder God shit, but nope. <laughs> yep, it, it's just a dude. I think that okay. I think that's actually why he's the only one that came through because it thinned it, but it didn't like break it. Yeah, we don't have the king in yellow coming through. Yeah, he he does say the portal wasn't fully formed yet. Oh, yeah, but and that, then we never come back to that portal aside from having conflicts in this universe. So yeah, as then Declan stabs him in the fucking head with a broke with a burning chair leg. That don't matter because it's because he's fucking elder being whatever he can just boot new bodies in. As Declan fucking beats him, beats the new him to death with a wine bottle, we see him just like full like massive smile going completely crazy because. As part of backstory reveal, apparently Declan murdered a bunch of people. He doesn't remember his backstory, and we the, get the story hints. doesn't care about his backstory, as far as I can tell. Yeah, we get like we get that one hint at it, and it never really comes up again or matters because it's the final issue, and we're more than halfway through it. As Jackson, like, oh fucking sick, you're crazy now. Let me let me slurp your juices. Which does nothing else to him because he just punches Jack in the dick. I yeah, he punches Jack in the dick, starts beating the piss out of Jack again, and this time Jack leaves because now it was like actually hurting him, I guess. And so Declan dives through a door, which opens a portal into the real world, which confuses Jack. As then we get the issue one cover, as Jack rips open his skin to look inside his mind and see his crazy. As he's like, oh, hey, you're in fucking love. Woo. And now, and now Jack, and now Declan's getting warmer for no reason that... No reason other than, hey, I looked in your brain. I know how this works now, I guess. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was under the impression, although it's never explained that, again, that him eating insanity allows him to gain power but and raise his body temperature. But it but doesn't because it, what we've seen previously of him eating people's thing also makes him colder. Yes. Literally, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, literally issues issues two and three. When it shows him making people crazy and fixing people's crazy, he gets colder no matter what. Yeah. yeah. And he also doesn't eat their crazy. He just like eating their crazy will make them kill themselves based on what we've seen Jack do. And so what Declan does is just dissolve their crazy. Which is technically different. 
but not clearly defined as different. So, yeah. And then also Declan took control of his fucking weird dogs. But they look entirely different, don't really function the same. And Jack is confused because he apparently controls all dogs from the hungry world. Despite these dogs looking like the colossal Titan motherfucker from earlier. And Declan can just do this now as he then as he then eats Jack's sanity, which kills him. And it's like, hey, I've been starved. I haven't eaten in over 70 years, which has which hasn't explained what <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah, but yeah, in all of that, Jack's but in all of that. Jack was like, oh, you're in love with Reese, blah. Uh, and then it ends with Reese saying, hey, I'm hungry. But up, up, but up, but. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it does end on that panel of <laughs> that joke being made about, I guess, referencing the fact that he was talking about hunger, I guess, throughout the book. And yeah, that, that, is, that has been the big thing. That has been the big driving motivation of any sentient yeah. being from the hungry world. Hell, it's called the right. hungry world. Right. Yeah, I mean that that is the whole so like I get I get it, but yeah, it was a pretty ham fisted joke. I was like, oh uh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a like a weird note to leave on. Like especially I I maybe they didn't know at this time that they were gonna follow it up with a sequel, but I thought it would have been kinda interesting if they did something where it was like you know, it, it, nimble Jack, like we thought he was maybe taken care of and then it turned out he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that more so than joke like i i thought like maybe like it could have been like some sort of horror movie twist as opposed to i'm just commenting on, on it that way in that sense yeah, as, but, yeah as opposed whatever. to but, 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 that's all folks right yeah. Uh, yeah so i thought that was kind of this weird. is part of this is also partially why i thought this was from like the early 2000s because a lot of horror stuff in the early 2000s can occasionally have really really cool concepts but play them as a joke yeah. Okay, so I've been I've been making I've been talking about it for a little while now. My idea of what the purpose was for a lot of what this happened. Yeah. So I believe that what called love. That what Jack did to him was not about making him a conduit for crazy people. It's not about like, I don't think Jack's purpose. I don't think Jack purposely gave him any abilities. That was just something he figured out. I think what it was, was Jack was like, Hey, you're going to grow colder. As you grow colder, you'll grow into my kind of crazy. And then when I eat you, it will be like fucking eating like dry aged shit or whatever. And then he just left him alone. Just just fucked off to do other things in the world. Because what are you going to do? Sit there and watch. Like When you're smoking meat, you don't sit outside and watch the meat being smoked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you uh, on yeah, that. And so, then, I, I... and so then when so then when Jack left Declan alone, Declan, because mm -hmm. he kept being moved from facility to facility, kept being able to interact with crazy people and be able to figure out how the hungry world works. And that's kind of where he learned how to work the hungry world, how to like cure insanity, how to give insanity. Okay. But like, yeah, this, this isn't a, this isn't a fucking surefire oh, thing. This is, 
I'm I'm with you as far as like yeah, the, like he because de- he even makes reference to it about how he likes to play with his 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 food or whatever, like something like along those lines. Yeah, like, that he kind of put this in motion only to possibly come back to it at some point and like you said like and have like a feast on Declan or whatever he put in motion but the only reason that why I said what I in addition to what like kind of the point you made like because I'm with I agree with that whole part is about like if he did have these abilities uh like is that my only thing I can't figure out is that uh, Declan's doing or you're just saying it's because he had he got to spend time in that hungry world that he was able to adapt and and do this is that what you're saying i I think it was i think it was because he was left alone for a while with after neil jack did the stuff and also because of the ergotamine okay yes because that's supposed to be a big part in it but like he said they didn't really deliver that information appropriately at all yeah so okay yeah you might be on the yeah that i mean the fact that we're even having this conversation shows the flaws in the book in that sense i feel like because i don't feel we're stupid and i don't think that it was it just don't think it was explained very well like it wasn't it wasn't explained very well like yeah and i don't think it's something where it's like some books where you're like okay they're not going to give it to you like you said we don't need everything fully explained but sometimes they kind of like you know we don't need an explanation like we don't need an explanation of what the hungry world is we don't need an explanation of what the right. fucking beings of the hungry world actually are, but we need explanations to know like the limits and what can happen with our main goddamned character. Mm. It, it, but see, that's the reason why I thought that my approach was like that he left him go, but then he also gave him the ability to do this. Is that if he did take crazy away when he did go to fe- feast on him, he would have more crazy in him as a result. But no, that's the thing. He's not absorbing the crazy as he's describing it. He's dissolving it. The crazy just goes away. See, and you're right about that. You actually, you're right. But it just it seems odd to me how like the other guy's siphoning the crazy out of them, yet he's just curing it so it's dissipated. Okay, yeah. So I get. Okay, I hear. I hear you then. Okay, I mean that does make sense. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm assuming it's seventy years of practice, and also the fact that he was pumped with forty times the dosage of a 1940s mind drug. That doesn't explain the stupidness of him losing track of him for 70 years. Why would he, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't, that's the thing that's odd to me is that he wouldn't keep tabs on him whatsoever until like this certain. But that, but that's just part of the whole problem with the story is that the story structure is so loose that we, that we've, we've spent most of the time we've been talking, trying to figure out. Okay, yeah. what was missing here? Is is this what he was talking about? Is yeah. is this what we needed? Or no, no, I guess that's not it. Uh, t- t- fuck. Yeah. Sorry, I'm eating. No, that's fine. <laughs> I just, but like that's. I don't think any of us have had any issues with that. It's just, it's. What are we supposed to get from this? Like we can say, "Ooh, it's pretty." But this is not like what this is not like an interpretive art piece. This is not like one of those image books where there's no dialogue, no story, and you're supposed to take what you can from it, but it's not clear. There's supposed to be a story here. We're just there's so much missing to make the story work. Yeah, it's they didn't explain enough in like I like I said, I'm not saying we needed a thing where Declan just sat down and explained no. the mechanical nature of his powers. No. Absolutely not. Oh, no. No, no. But 
something more. <laughs> yeah. And they just need to connect the dots a little bit more, I think, in that sense. And because, like, they clearly did... I mean, this is only a five-issue miniseries. There wasn't that complex of a storyline to it. And yet, they still took time to explain things. But just not the right things, I think, to actually Yeah, that's, put, like, that's where uh, the frustration comes from. Yes, that's what I mean. Because, like you said, there was, like, two specific issues where they did delve into past of these characters. And they explained some of the mechanics of how the world works. Yet, not the things we really needed, like, at the end of the day. Of, like, the motivations, I think, of these characters. Why this was put into play. Like, things like that. Like, yeah. I feel like we're just it left. It could have. Wanting, yeah. Th there could have been something there with, like, when, when Declan pulled Reese into, like, the past when the asylum burned down. Where we see things that Reese sees, but that Declan doesn't see to, to give like, you know, some like, give some like in universe clues, like what the fuck's happening, but yeah. it doesn't, we just see what Declan saw. Yeah. 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 Anything that we didn't see, anything that we saw that Declan didn't see added nothing. Yeah. It was just, Hey, we need to put this woman in a scary situation. Let's have two dudes come out with fucking syringes. Yeah, no, it's it's it was a bit of a bit of a missed opportunity in that sense. But yeah, yeah that you know, that could have been a that could have been a great bit to like explain explain some of the things we're frustrated about, but it doesn't. Yeah. <sighs> Juan Ferreira, that's the big takeaway, guys. The big takeaway is Juan, Juan Ferreira. Yeah. Keep an eye out for him. He can he's fucking slaps. He I just started following him on Twitter and he's been posting like work in progress shots from Deadly Neighborhood Spider Man. Stupid name, yeah. I'm gonna fucking read that book. It looks it looks, looks awesome. Yeah, isn't yeah. that isn't that the one that's written by the guy from the Black Eyed Peas or something like that? Like, <laughs> I think, well, I'm serious. I think that is the book. I think he was there was a guy that was writing a comic book that's from I think the Black Eyed Peas or like one of those bands or something like that. Uh, it's that. written that's by a, actual... yeah, written by Jimmy Gomez and B Earl. Okay, there was a book that he wrote that was a mini series of Spider Man very recently. Then that's why I thought, isn't that the one? <laughs> yeah, uh, Jimmy Gomez uh, recently did the 2020 series of Werewolf by Night, uh, also with B Earl. And yeah, that seems to be the, that seems to be their main thing. Just just these two Abu. dudes. Abu yeah. of the Black Eyed Peas, the right Taboo. Spider Taboo, not Abu. I was gonna say Abu from Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, he wrote Deadly Neighborhood Spider Man. Really? Okay. I, it must have it must have been a miniseries prior maybe to the one you're talking about, because there was one that was called Deadly Neighborhood Spider Man that was written by Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas. Taboo's name is Jaime Goez. Oh, well there you go. <laughs> We're both talking about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm not crazy. See, I'm like, wait a second. It was just the way you laughed. I'm like, no, I think that actually is a thing. I'm yeah, no, like, I no. Know, I, just, just when you said it, I was. I know it seems weird, right? Yeah, just you, just you said, and I was, and I was like, what did Apple to App write a comic? Because that's the only yeah. name for the Black Eyed Peas that like pops to mind. Because it's such a weird name. Well, yeah, I it's, am it's, the only guy I knew. If, from, if, if there was anyone who could be a writer, it was not going to be Fergie. So no, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, exactly. The least creative one out of them, I'm sure. But um, but Will I Am is the only one I really know other than Fergie. So I didn't. I never knew the other people's uh, members. Names, I'm, just, right? I'm just now just imagining Fergie writing Harley Quinn comics and shutting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, so that's 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 something. Uh, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. I didn't know he was drawing that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely talking about this book is having me have an art bros moment because um, 
uh, site editor Cora got me an art book from Art Adams uh, last weekend. So it's good. Yeah. <sighs> he's, he's a good artist. Yeah. Bunch of awesome shit he did from a variety of places DC, Marvel, Godzilla, anime. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did do the Godzilla stuff for Marvel. Yeah, that's right. He did draw some of that. Yeah. He did a lot of great covers for them. He does really good commissions, too, but they're expensive. I've seen him post them on his Instagram. Yeah, they're Yeah, they're that's nice. why I asked for the art book, not a commission. Yeah. I'll pay 30 yeah. bucks American for a bunch of his sketches. Sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that, the good thing about that his uh, and yeah, so hey, I called it less than an hour and a half. Nice, bad. Yeah, discussion. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of happy about because the last one ran way too long. Yeah, like <laughs> pushing four hours was a bit much. Yeah, that was a big undertaking, though. I didn't realize the length of that one. Although, like, I feel like we went circles in a lot of the points we were making on that last one because same thing. I felt like there was a big disconnect in terms of like the actual plot on the book we talked about last time, but not not to this degree. This was a lot more str- like I think uh, straightforward than the yeah. last thing we talked yeah, about. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it it's was also uh, a lot more. This is weird considering how we all talked about the last book. It's a lot more narratively flimsy than the last book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what's worse? Yes. What's what's yeah. worse? A simple narrative that shoestring thin, or a vast, diverse narrative that feels completely, totally inconsistent. <laughs> That's so funny. That is kind of our takeaways from the last two things we talk about. And, and and in both in both instances, I enjoyed the art. Yeah, in both instances. It wasn't the art that was the issue. I think in the last two things we had read, but yeah, no, yeah, this you know this wasn't bad. I mean, I, I'm kind of interested to read the other two. I know Bertie, you said they're they're kind of you know not great. There's, not, there's some okay concepts. Like the second one has the weird um, gr- plant grub man who okay. h- cuts off people's fingers to grow mealworms. So. Okay. Kind of weird, crazy shit, but it's more artistic. But it's also it plays into again a a concept from this story that feels like it that like Declan is somehow important to the plans of beings from the insane world that's never followed up on. So I'm just confused as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Did Juan Ferrero draw those as well, or no? Yes, yeah, he does. Okay, okay. Say so maybe I'll take a look. I mean, if that's the case, I might just even take a look at them because. Uh, yeah, that's he. That's worth checking out just for that reason. I would say. <sighs> yeah, we'll probably probably check those out in our own time. But next time on the show, we're gonna be talking about stray dogs, which yes. I, I I hope is as interesting as I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's been it's been it's been getting a lot of buzz. I'll say that much. I think they're actually doing another mini series, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they, they did uh, do a second uh, one. Uh, Dog days. Go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So that's yeah. It it was very popular when it came out. Um, from what I from what I had heard. So I, I've yet to read it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, same. Uh, I saw that one kicking around and uh, was really interested in like the in the like the cover image really grabbed me. It's just, supposed to be like a Disney dog type thing, but it's darker, obviously. Yeah, right? like it's yeah, no, it's, like, it, yeah. it, it's like a it's it's like a YouTube edge lord. Like, what if the dogs from like Hundred to One Dalmatians were an Eldritch Horror story or something like? That? Yeah, it's it's yeah. like if all dogs go to heaven was entirely the hell scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think they're kind of playing with that like dynamic with the art. Yeah, style just just well. making them very cute, yeah. very like big eyes, very mascot, but then just like. 
horrendous shit happening to them. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. Oh uh, yeah, so we'll get we'll be trying to do that in the like, next month or so. Yeah, I want to get the. I want to try doing at least one of these a month. Yeah, I mean, if we can do it, you know, even like you know, a month or every six weeks or something like that, close to yeah. that, I'd be I'd be good with that because uh, I do enjoy talking comics uh, with you guys still. So it's always always a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank y'all for joining us. Um, you can find Nico over on the Late Night Chat Network and Late Night uh, Community Collector Collectors Community Collectors Community. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll link for those both in the description. Uh, also, I guess congrats on 200 episodes. Hey, thanks. Yeah, fuck. It's uh, it's been an interesting journey, that's for sure. The the uh, group has uh, expanded upon uh, from wh- what it was originally, just me and JT. But uh, so uh, thankfully, I'm not the uh, only person doing the weekly shows over there anymore. But yeah, yeah. it's been, it's been a fun time. Maybe one day we'll reach 200. <laughs> <laughs> on what? On what? What show? You must have reached yeah, two hundred on something. I was gonna say. I mean, I think I've been yeah. on comics. Like, on, on, on all of Desktop Prods, he's got to have uh, eclipsed two hundred. It's just a matter of yeah. individual I shows. Comics has hit two hundred. I was yeah. like, get yeah. out of here! You've been doing this way way longer, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, I have. I think I'm coming close to. I think I'm encroaching on 1,500 uh, recordings. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's great. That's good, man. That's that's no uh, small feat. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, commentary tracks. I've done. I've done like 500 of those. There, there we go. go. But we don't number those, so. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. But that's no, yeah, a lot, man. But yeah, genuinely, congrats on 200, man. It, you, oh, you've, you've, you've been do, you've been doing a lot of cool stuff over there, and if you haven't checked it out, please do check it out. He's him and the team at late night are doing some cool shit. Yeah, no, thanks, man. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, yeah, it's all all on YouTube from primarily now. We kind of did the audio podcast thing, uh, and then we went to the more visual medium during uh, COVID. Uh, we kind of just to kind of continue to keep in contact with each other and like you know what I mean, like because yeah. that was a you know that was a, a shitty time for a lot of us. <laughs> so it's yeah. being at home. So we kind of we uh, decided just to kind of you know stay on connected and talking to each other. Uh, you know, just through through uh, the computer in that sense, right? Streaming. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Like I said, next time, Stray Dogs probably coming out like late February for that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, late February, March. Anyway, until then, though, we got regular stuff we're doing on the site. Nico's got his shit he's doing over with his nerds. <laughs> uh, and yeah, until all that though, I'm dead. Birdie. Nico. We will see you guys next time.